From IMDb, after being dumped by the girl he believes to be his soulmate, hopeless romantic Tom Hansen reflects on their relationship to try to figure out where things went wrong and how he can win her back. I was 27 when I first saw this movie, and I just watched it with my teenage daughter. This is PG-13, and today we will be discussing the movie 500 Days of Summer. Hello, and welcome back to the newest episode of the PG-13 podcast. I'm Monica Robbins. I'm Gracie Sanderson. And again, we are so glad that you have joined us here to discuss movies and listen to us discuss movies. (laughs) Um, We had a great time discussing the Shawshank Redemption last week. Yeah, it was a really great conversation. It was. And we actually got some feedback um, from some loyal listeners, uh, William and Diane Weiss, loyal listeners of the pod. Yes. Um, and they said that they really enjoyed it. And they also had a recasting. <gasps> yeah, for Hadley. They suggested Neil Patrick Harris. Ooh. Which I thought would actually be a really great choice. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I haven't seen him on any, like, dramatic things, but I'm sure he would do great at it. Yeah, I think he would do, too. And plus, like, Hadley was kind of like the comic relief, if you could say that there was one in the yeah. movie. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's a great choice. Yeah. So definitely keep those coming, because we like to see that from, like, you know, other people's per- perspectives. Yes. So, um, you can do that by, um, going to where you listen to the podcast and liking the podcast and going to our socials. Yes. And, um, rating, reviewing it, reviewing it, rating it, subscribing, but our social medias is probably where we'll have the most, um, interaction. Yes. Which is. At PG13 underscore podcast at um, Instagram and Twitter. Yes. So definitely join us there um, and join in that discussion. Uh, Last week, I did post a a question on our Spotify podcast account. Um, So just make sure that if you listen there to click into the episode and you'll find some fun questions to kind of interact with us there as well. Um. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, This week, we watched 500 Days of Summer. Yes. Oh, my God. It was an emotional roller coaster. It was. So this movie came out in 2009. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said in the intro, I was 27 years old. And I remember the first time I ever watched this movie. Yeah. Um, I actually watched it with my brother, Josh. And um, we watched it together. And at the end of it, we were like, summer's the worst. Like, we both were like, summer is the absolute worst. We were totally Dean Dom. Um, But I would have to say, watching it now, my opinions have somewhat changed. First time watching it, I thought summer was the absolute worst, and I haven't watched it again, to be honest. Right, because we only watched it just yes. like the other night, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, this is kind of a great way to start the conversation on this movie is that, like, I think really depending on how old you are when you watch this movie will change your opinion. Yeah. On, like, who's the bad guy in this movie. Yeah. You know, um, because, like, 
like I said, I was in my twenties the first time and I was totally like, man, summer's a real bummer. Right. And Mm -hmm. what she did was like awful to him. But now like I'm almost 40 years old and watching it now, like I definitely think that my opinions have changed and I don't know if it's because of just like a life I have lived or whatever. Yeah. But, um, we will definitely get into that when we get into characters. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think that I, one, I enjoyed this film the first time I watched it. I liked the way it was made because it was a little bit different than a movie you'd usually see. Yeah. Um, I really liked the actors in it. Me too. Um, I thought it was a good story, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I also feel like it's a great kind of debate sort of movie. It really is. Because depending on your, like, experience and perspective. Yeah. It, it could be, like, you have a totally different viewpoint of this movie than I do. Yeah. You know? So, um, we'll get into that as we get into discussing the movie. Yes. Um, but right now is time for some background. Like, let's learn about this movie before we really get down to the debates. And it's my turn to do background. Yes. So, um, let's get right into it. In the beginning of the movie, there is a message to Jenny Beckman. Jenny Beckman. Oh, my goodness. Poor Jenny Beckman. <laughs> right. Imagine her watching this movie and be like, wait, what? I would think that hopefully it's not her real name. Like, hopefully Jenny Beckman is, like, a made-up name to protect the real Jenny Beckman. <laughs> but I think it is her real name, to Okay. Be well, what did you find out? Um... She is a woman who jumped one of the screenwriters. Sure. Uh, Summer is based off this girl, and the script was loosely based off their relationship. Okay, so Summer's based on Jenny Beckman. Yeah. Okay, well, Jenny Beckman. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, we hope you're doing okay. Send no hate to Jenny Beckman. No. Please, please don't. (laughs) Especially if she's like Summer. Like, I'm, you're good. I love Zoe Deschanel, but I didn't really like in this one, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. But, yep. Second piece of background. Yeah. This is the third time Joseph Gordon Levitt played a guy named Tom. Wow. That's cool. He played Tom in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, that was his name in that movie? Yeah. Very similar character. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, he plays this, he plays this part well. He does. Yeah. I cried. It's good good choice. Good job, Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Go you. Yes. Uh, third piece of background. The last conversation with Tom and Summer was all in Tom's imagination to find inner peace in the party is the last time Tom sees Summer. Oh, my gosh. That is mind-blowing. I know, right? Because you're like, it was kind of creepy. She's at that part. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it also, that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy and sad all at the same time. I know. Like, sad that he found, like, peace with it, but, like, sad that that wasn't really a conversation he was able to have. Right. Because, again, it also then goes into, like, that's just a conversation he made up. Right. And the whole point of, like, the movie, I thought, was him, like, kind of learning to accept her for who she was Mm -hmm. and not the things that he made up about her. Well, I guess the last conversation was made up. Wow. That changes a lot, too. Watch this movie again. Go out from that perspective now. Right. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
that yeah mind-blowing it is <laughs> okay fourth piece of background yeah let's hear it summer gets married 186 days after she breaks up with tom which is less than six months i know like that's like yeah part of the movie like again once again you get it but at the same time like that's quick especially for someone who's like i don't believe in love i'm never getting married that's all stupid right right just less than six months that's a yeah. like a short time to plan a wedding too but i guess like you know what what's that hashtag i sound like a total mom right now <laughs> what's the hashtag the i f y k y what? F-Y-K-Y? I don't know. If you know, you know. <laughs> Isn't that a hashtag? If you know, you know. Yeah. Yes. I see it all over the Twitters. <laughs> I don't have to- the Twitters. Well, I'm just saying that if for summer, it was that. Okay. If you know, you know. Right. Take that acronym, put it into a hashtag, and that's what you'd call it. <laughs> that's someone's personality right there. Yes, it if is you know, kind of. You know. If you know, you know. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is the uh, second last piece of background. Sure. The first draft of this movie was supposed to be based in San Francisco. I 100% believe that because, like, the whole time in the beginning, I was like, this is, like, such a San Francisco vibe. Right? Like, just, like, I don't know, like, the way the characters were and stuff and not, like, you know, I know any different, but it just didn't feel like an LA story. It didn't. So I'm surprised that they changed it because it definitely felt like more of like a, a San Francisco sort of situation. Especially when they're talking about the architecture. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when you think of LA, you don't usually think of architecture. You think of Hollywood. But that was also kind of his point. Yeah. When he was talking about it in the park. Mm. So I guess, you know, it all works. It wraps together. Sure. Like, I mean, they made L.A. work, but I maybe would have preferred it better in San Francisco. Me too. But I love San Francisco. Woohoo. San Francisco and L.A. Yeah. Good job. 100. (laughs) Okay. So this last piece of background I didn't get from IMDb. Oh. I, when I was taking notes, kept track of all of the days they showed. Okay. Because they showed the days Mm -hmm. in between. Um. 51 out of 500 days were shown in this movie. Yeah. So who knows if there was other happy days. Or who knows if there were any worse days. Right. And I think that, like, I'm glad that you kept track of that. And I'm glad that that kind of also makes a point about Tom in the movie. Right. Right. Is that, like, he's looking back and he's only really showing us the things he wants us to see, mm-hmm. right? And the things that he's remembered. So it's almost like those 51 days are this like almost like selected, selective memory of Tom. Right. So you know? it's like he only remembers like the worst times that he knows and the best time that he remembers. Right. And I think too, um, like we as people often will do that, especially with like relationships, yeah. like after they're over, mm-hmm. like – we tend to like in the beginning, like remember like the awful things of why it ended. And then like, um, like after time passes, you kind of start remembering like the better things, Yeah, you know, but it's like real, like selective based on like how you're feeling mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense for that, for the movie to mm-hmm. kind of be set up that way. Yeah. You know? So 
That that's interesting. Thank you. But I think it lends to the story as well. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. Hope that isn't trademarked. Right. And you, is it trademarked? Probably. But Sorry. That's okay. This um, is a podcast. We make jokes. Real, real short and sweet background this week. I know. There wasn't, like, I, I tried to keep it. I tried to find good ones, but there wasn't yeah. really any. It was okay. like Zoe Deschanel and Jessica Gordon-Levitt was in a movie together before this. Yeah. It's like, we get it. Okay. Yeah, well, it seemed like they knew each other for a long time. Right. And uh, remember, we watched that, like, behind-the-scenes, like, interview thing after mm-hmm. the movie. And they were talking about how, like, they've known each other for a long time. And, it, like, this was a really comfortable movie to make for them because, like, they didn't have to come in and, like, try to get to know each other because they already did. So they kind of could, like, just fall into the characters. And they, Yeah. They also said that they were going to make more movies together. Where is it? Yeah. Zoe Deschanel. All we got was a really cute, like, YouTube video of them singing a song together. He could have guest starred on New Girl. They could have been the next, like, Hepburn and Tracy. Like, let's, like, the next Meg and Tom Hanks. Right. You know, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Like, let's keep making those movies. Because they do make a good team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. Me too. They were really good actors together in that movie. Yes. So, let's just hope for the future, I guess, if you're listening. And Justin Gordon, love it. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I love you. And please make more movies together. Please Thank you very much. make more movies. I knew that you would probably enjoy this movie because I know how much you like Zoe Deschanel. So. I have watched New Girl many, many times. Yes. We're big fans of New Girl in this house. Yes. So. Okay. <laughs> so let's get down to the real conversation. Yes. Like, let's talk about these characters. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start out with Tom. Hello, Tom. Played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's been around since he was little. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I think I saw him, I think his first movie actually, was uh, In a River Runs Through It. Yeah. Um, that's also in the movie box. We'll pull that out one day. But he plays like a young version of Craig Sheffer in that movie. Yeah. Um, so that's where we first see him. He was like teeny tiny. Like I think he was like. Eight oh or something like that's how long he's been acting and then of course like he was in like third rock from the sun and he was in 10 things i hate about you which i think is his other like really big movie yeah um and now like there's 500 days of summer he's well known for and like he's kind of like an indie guy mm-hmm. you know he does yeah. like not like um like big budget blockbuster movies of course, he's done a few. Yeah, but of that's he not is. kind of like his groove. Mm-hmm. He has actually a new movie—not a new movie—a new show on uh, Apple TV called Mr. Gorman, and he plays like a fifth-grade teacher who's going through like a life crisis. Yeah. So check that out. I guess well, this is not an advertisement, <laughs> but I guess I just put it out there for him. So yes. I guess I'm a huge supporter. Of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Put that on shirt. Yeah. The JGL. (laughs) The JGL. Yeah. So, um, but let's get in. So that's who plays Tom. Let's Um, get in. So let's get into his character. Okay. Tom. Yeah. Love you, Tom. You made me cry at the end. Okay. Okay. I didn't know you cried at the end. I was slightly tearing up. Okay. So why? Well, because he thought... Summer was his soulmate, but Summer Upton, like, left and married a guy. Yeah. Zoe didn't... Zoe. Summer 
didn't tell him about any of it when he when she invited him to the party. Right. Bad move. Yeah, that was that was not a great move on her part. Made him be just sad for like 26 days. Right. Until he got his life together. Good job, Tom. Sure. But Tom like believes that there is a soulmate for someone. Right. Like Tom is definitely a hopeless romantic is definitely. what they call it. Right. Yeah. So like, and they say that in the beginning of the movie, like he's just like, he knows there's someone out there for everyone and he's trying to find that person for himself. And he knows there's one girl out there. Yeah. Who's going to like change his life for the better forever. He thinks that is summer, but that is not it. Yeah. And so like he is going into this. Like, I like her. And yes, maybe she has said, like, that she's not, like, a believer of, like, love and marriage and all that. But, like, I feel like he thinks that he's going to be able to be the one to change his change her mind. Yeah. And I think that's why he pursues a relationship. Even though Summer said she doesn't want a serious relationship. Right. Like, he feels like, okay, yeah, you say that. But I think that, like... I can show you that that's not true and we're going to live happily ever after together. Yeah. And that is just definitely not the case. Nope. No. no. But see, this is where I think the debate starts, mm -hmm. right? Because like, yes. Okay. So the first time I, I watched this, I felt bad for him because I yeah. was like, look, like he, like he genuinely loved and cared for her and yeah. like he just really like, you know, and then she, like, went up and broke his heart. But I feel like Summer was very upfront about who she was. Summer said, hey, I don't want a serious relationship. I don't believe in this love and marriage stuff. Yeah. But he still pursued it. But, yeah, so he fully well knowing what she said. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, I'll, I'm. this is what I'm going – I'm just going to – I'm going to pursue it, right? Yeah. But, like – so he basically, to me, was almost like trying to kind of like try to make something work that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Like he was trying to force his own thing on her and he knew that that wasn't going to, that wasn't going to be it. But Summer also pushed her thing on him by pursuing that relationship as I well. I know. But that, I know. That's what I'm trying to say. And while I was watching this movie... This quote came to my mind and I looked it up because I feel like it really sums up the both of them, both Summer and Tom, even though I yeah. know we're talking about Tom and we'll get to Summer in a minute. But I think that this not only sums up the characters, but it also sums up. So it reminds me of this quote my Angelou um, said when someone shows you who they are, believe in them the first time. People know themselves much better than you do. That's why it's important to stop expecting them to be something other than who they are. Yeah. And I feel like that sums up both like Tom and Summer because mm -hmm. they were both expecting them to be something that they weren't. Yeah. But I feel like, um, like Tom like never really said to her like this is what i want mm -hmm. like there was one point i think he was like just like i'll just try to go with this flow and see if something changes yeah but i don't think he specifically 
like ever said to her, like, I am a person who wants like a serious relationship. You know what I mean? Like there was a part where they got in a fight and he goes like, no, we're a couple. Like I, like we can't just do this and not be a couple. We're a couple. Yeah. But like I, while I was watching this time, um, like I took notes on, um, every time she says specifically to him, I don't want a relationship. Yeah. Like she says like, we're friends and like we might have this other thing going on, but like we're not in a relationship. I'm like not in love, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. So there are several times in this movie where she says this exactly. She says it at the bar, like when they go to yeah. the work party. Mm-hmm. She says it when they're at the IKEA. Yeah. Shopping like early when it was all like happy and new. And then she says it in the car when they're going to like a movie or something. Mm -hmm. And then she says it in the apartment after the fight. Yeah. Right. Like that's not, you knew who I was when this started. Yeah. And he's still like, even though she's very upfront and direct with him, he still gets very frustrated with her. Yeah. So I think that like this time around, that's why even though they both, I think are kind of in the wrong for going after it, I could kind of see where she's kind of like, well, I told you like who I was. I told you what was happening and you like continued to be like seem like you were okay with it, you know, without yeah. like specifically saying like this is not what I want or who I am. But the thing is that she was hanging out with him every day, holding his hand and acting like they were a couple. Tom, how couldn't he think they were a couple? Like, I understand Tom's point of view, and I I understand Summer's, but right now I'm defending Tom because they were hanging out almost every day. Yeah. They were holding hands. They were doing coupley stuff. It was to be expected that Tom thought they were a couple. Right. You know? I know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think that they both have, like, you know, what do they call it? Responsibility. Yeah. In what went down between the two of them. Yes. Right. But I think that in this argument, Summer was more clear than he was in regards to like her expectations. Yes. And what she thought was going to happen than he was. Because yeah. again, I think he thought, well, like, I don't really need to say it because I'm just going to change her mind by having this wonderful like relationship yeah. with her. Like, I don't have to talk about it, but really. He should have. Yeah, he should have. He should have been more explicit because then it might not have been 500 days for them to figure out that yeah. it just wasn't cracking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he that and he could have used that to find someone who was looking for what he was looking for. Yeah. You know? But I think he just liked her so much. That he was just like, I want this to happen. Yeah. He's a little bit, Tom's a little stubborn. Tom is just a teeny bit stubborn. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, we as humans, we as people, because, you know, none of us are perfect, that sometimes I think we do get caught up in, like, liking the people we like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we try to make something work that's not going to work just because we enjoy, like, them and their company and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, again, too, you can't really, you can't really blame them because I'm sure – We've all done it from time to time. Yeah. And here's a theory. The real bad guy in this situation 
the boss who hired her. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> He's the one who hired her. This wouldn't have happened if the boss didn't hire Summer. No. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I don't think that we can blame the boss. I don't think we can blame him. And plus, <laughs> he seemed like we? such a sweet man. So we can't bad talk. Vance, Clark, Greg, we love him. I was about to say refrigeration. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> so um, that's, I think that sums up Tom. Yes. And I know we've talked a lot about Summer already in this debate. But um, Summer's played by Zoe Deschanel. Hi, Zoe. Yes, we all we all love her. Listen to our podcast. Thank you. Yes. And she is like Summer comes in um, to the greeting card company that Tom works for. Yes. She's a secretary for Vance, who's the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, played by Clark Gregg, National Treasure. Yes. Um, and um, he just likes her kind of right away. Um, and she's got this kind of quirkiness about her. Yeah. That he thinks is cool. Mm-hmm. He likes the Smiths. She likes the Smiths. Right. That always, that seems to be a theme. Mm-hmm. Because the Smiths were big in the perks of being a wallflower. Yes. It's like, I guess if two people are going to connect over something. It's going to be the Smiths. Apparently it's going to be the Smiths. Both <laughs> in the, I mean, I, I apparently I missed that memo growing up. But... <laughs> If you didn't, you're just playing Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody like, hey, you like the Smiths? Hey, you like you like the Smiths? I got this T-shirt on. You like the Smiths? Um, <laughs> but actually, I do like the Smiths. So you know, as I got older, like in college, I kind of discovered them. Yeah, and I do enjoy them. But did I ever go up to someone and be like, hey, you you like you enjoy the Smiths? <laughs> Never in my whole life. Um, but so she's got that kind of that quirkiness to her. Yeah. Um, and she's very kind of like an independent woman. She is. She is a woman of the O's, as we like to say. Woman of the O's. Because this was made in 2009, so we can safely say she is a woman of the the O's. <laughs> the O's. Yes. So, the Summer. Summer, yes. Summer, 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 Summer. So, she, like, mom said she's a secretary, as my mom said. But, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. She likes Ringo Starr. Right. That's the quirkiness. The quirkiness. Um, bringing it back to the Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had a pull-up to say, which Beatle do you like? No one chooses Ringo. Right. Except for Summer. Yeah. She And she even said, like, I like him because no one, no one ever thinks about Ringo. Yeah. Which, again, kind of, like, says something about her character. Like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like she likes the quirkiness. Like, she likes to be the person who's kind of, like, outside the box, right? Yeah. Which brings me to the topic of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. What is that? And I should know. Right. So, (laughs) this is a term that got brought about um, when the movie Elizabethtown was made. And Elizabethtown is in the box. Some may leave it. Some may love it. Some may hate it. Yeah. Um, but Manic Pixie Dream Girl, um, this term was coined um, because Kirsten Dunst in Elizabethtown kind of plays a role where she's this girl who comes in just to be like the person in, who inspires the guy character to like 
look at the world differently and become a better person. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's really no like, um, like depth to her character. She kind of like, it's like almost like her character just solely exists to like change this person's life. Right. So, um, while I was watching this movie, I was thinking about that term manic pixie dream girl, because the definition is, um, it's a character in a film that exists solely in the imaginations of sensitive writer directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. And they're often have personality quirks and are like outlandishly girlish. Um, this was a, a phrase that was coined by Nathan Rabin, who is a film critic. Um, so I thought about that during watching this movie because I feel like that's what Tom wanted Summer to be. Yeah. Tom wanted Summer to be like this manic pixie dream girl that came into his life and changed everything, made it better and made him a better person. Yeah. But, um, I feel like that's like exactly who she wasn't. No, no. Right. Like, I think that that's like, it's kind of like, um, when you kind of grow up watching romantic comedies. And I think that we kind of touched on this when we talked about saying anything is that like, almost like how John Cusack was kind of like that for girls, like, right. Like Mm -hmm. he's like this thing that everyone wants to strive to date and to be. I'm going to coin this manic pixie dream boy. Yes. And I think that is, that can be a thing too. I, I coined it. No one steal it from me. Yeah. But, um, but summer's not, so I think that, like, Tom's character is, like, he's grown up being kind of like a person who's into that, right? Like, yeah. he's in it for love. Like, he's in it to have this magical experience. And so I think, like, he was really trying to make her that ma- that manic pixie dream girl, and she just wasn't, no. right? And it's so funny because when I looked up this information, um, it – shows Zoe Dachanel's character. <laughs> like, it's like, that's like her picture next to the dictionary is like this phrase. Right. Um, but, um, I think that it, it said that, um, summer shows the danger of idealizing women as things rather than respecting them as people, because really yeah. that's what it came down to mm-hmm. is that summer was like this idea yeah. Like Summer, like in the, you can tell in the way that he like remembers her. Like in the beginning, like it's like he loved her laugh. He loved her mole. He loved her knobby knees or whatever. Yeah. But then after she breaks his heart because she didn't live up to those expectations. Now he hates all those things about yeah. her that he loved before, mm-hmm. you know? And it actually, um, Zoe Dachanel, I guess people care, like connect with her to this character so much yeah, that it actually kind of like, um, like didn't serve her well for a while really? because people were like applying this manic pixie dream girl sort of like personality to her as a person. Oh no. Like as her in actual life. No thanks. Then actually this character that she played in this movie. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess I was also reading too, that like this phrase manic pixie dream girl is not like, it's like a phrase they're actually trying to like retire. Like, like they don't want people really using it anymore because it just became too like, um, 
like overused and people thought like that it was like kind of a misogynistic sort of yeah idea but i think that that's true and it i is. think that that's the point of it right is that like this is a a little bit of a misogynistic idea that this like woman is just living for this person mm-hmm. and to make their life better yeah you know but summer wanted to make her own life better mm-hmm. you know yeah Yeah. So I thought it was funny how she's kind of like this, uh, like icon for being that, even though to me in this movie, she's like the anti manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. And I was going to say, cause I took a note from one part of the movie is that, um, in the part of the movie, they were like, saying about Summer that she was like the perfect girl, the average body, the da 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 mm-hmm. why we can't saying girls have an average anything, to be honest. Right. Why are we saying that? Yeah. And once again, like a lot of it, like even when his conversations with his like friends, like it was a lot of um like kind of like how she looked. Yeah. And like, well, she's so cute, blah 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 blah. Like they focused a lot on like just not about the person that she was, but like what she like was supposed to represent to him. Yeah. Or yeah. So let's so. not go comparing girls to other girls and calling people manic girls, manic pixie girls. Thank you. Manic panic dream girls. Manic pixie dream girls. Yes. <laughs> manic yeah. Panic. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's not do that. Let's actually make female characters that are like three dimensional right that are like strong independent women thank you right like i say all the time to you you're a strong independent woman like so should our characters be as well Mm -hmm. right or like let's just for everyone yeah like let's just like make some more in-depth characters that are not just you know living to serve the purpose of the main character yeah right Mm -hmm. cool let's well-rounded people sounds great um, so I think that sums up like Tom and Summer, right? Yeah, I think so. And again, like this is definitely a question that we would love for you, the listener, to weigh in on. Are you team Tom? Are you team Summer? Are you team neither? Or, or are you blaming it on the boss? Right. No, I don't think anyone's going to blame it on the boss. How would he I'm know? I'm blaming it on the boss. How is he supposed to know? And you know what? The boss. Let's just talk about the boss then right now. Okay. <laughs> once again, I'll say it third time's a charm. Vance, Clark, Greg, we love him. Okay. Even when Tom was like at his lowest, he said to Tom, what's going on with you? How can I help you? And he may have a it's kind of an interesting way of helping him by you know putting him in the sympathy section of the creeding card writing yeah but he was just doing his best to try to help him mm-hmm. you know yeah so um i can't really say we can blame the boss he seemed like a sweet guy who was just trying to do his best for his company and the people who work for him yeah and you know blaming on the boss was just a joke but like you know he didn't know. He didn't know that they were going to get together. So it is a summer or Tom situation or neither situation. Right. So, you know, Vance maybe regretted it. Yes. Like, oh, gosh. 
I, I just made so. Tom just so sad. Right. Now, Summer left. I don't know what to do now. Then he had to get a new secretary, too. Yeah. So if anyone we should feel bad for, it might be Vance. Because then he justice had to... Justice for Vance. Get a new... <laughs> New secretary. Hashtag justice for Greg. Because they broke up. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, um, but Greg, Clark Greg, like he, again, I guess I can't say it enough. I love him and everything he's in. <laughs> like he's in, you know, what's that? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Like yeah. he's that guy. So most people probably know him from that. Um, but like he was in the new Avengers, the old Christine, totally hilarious show. Yeah. Um, loved him in that. And he, he actually used to be married to Jennifer Gray of Dirty Dancing fame. Ooh. Yeah. Love so, that. you know, there, there he is. Thank you, Clark Craig. Learn something new every day. Do we have an Academy Award winner on this list today? Do we have an Academy Award winner? That's a good question. I mean, maybe Academy Award nominated, but I don't think we have a, a winner, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I, I did not see any awards that came through on the on the free search. Okay. So, um, cool. We're fine. We can't We're- coin that term. in this episode um so now we've 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 covered the boss he's fine um but tom does have two friends um and a sister that kind of support him through his um journey here yeah um we have Mackenzie, played by joffrey and rend Arend. 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 Sorry if I said that incorrectly. Um, I actually know him in like more of like really co- comedic roles. Yeah. Like, so this was kind of like a little bit more like mellow for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his other friend, Paul, was played by Matthew Gray Goobler. And he. Criminal Minds fame. It's from Criminal Minds. I was about to say. <gasps> I still it. Yes. So most people love him from that show. Yes. He's like he was like the one who like knows everything all the time. Lucky Duck got to meet Jonathan Groff. Yes. And also he's kind of like the one who kind of knows it all in this one too. Right. Yeah. Like his his friend Mackenzie is kind of like the aloof guy who's like if there was a comedic relief, it would be him. It would be him, right? Yeah. Um, and he's kind of like he's single too. Like he's like just kind of like go for it, whatever. But um, Paul, played by our criminal minds guy, um, he's <laughs> actually been with his girlfriend for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, he's like he's in it for the long haul, and he is in love with her. He is the marshal to the Ted. He is. You're right. Like, if we had to compare this to How yeah. I Met Your Mother, He's like, he would be the marshal for sure. And I really like, um, in the movie, they kind of have this, like, love documentary sort of situation. Yeah. Where they're, like, asking about, like, love. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, Robin, who's his girlfriend, who we never meet, um, he says, Robin's better than any girl of my dreams. Yeah. Because she's real. Yeah. I mean, look. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you may be the main person in this movie, but, like, I will take a Paul any day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he Mm -hmm. kind of, like, sees what's in front of him. He knows it. He loves it. He respects it. Yes. Right? And Mm -hmm. he's, like, 
he knows Robin's not perfect, but Robin's perfect for him. He just grabbed his dream girl, but he was like, "Yeah, but I have Robin. Yeah. And she's my dream girl. Right. It was like the green, dream girl he described was nothing like her, but because Robin was was real and was real to him, like that was yeah. it. That's all he needed. And I was like, bravo, Paul. You hit the nail right on the head, sir. Thank you. So – um now yes we have Neely. no no let's back up the truck we have rachel his sister oh sorry yes. i was going through the line that i put them down in. it's okay but uh rachel was played by chloe grace moretz who is in a ton of stuff now yes. this was kind of like one of her first films like she was in the movie kick-ass and i think this came like maybe right after that there the one we can what we could animated Adam's family. Yes, she is. We know her very well from that because we've watched <laughs> yeah. that movie a time or two. But um, so she is like, I think also she's kind of a little bit of a comic relief because she's like, what, 12? Yeah. Something like that. And she, he's goes to her for the love <laughs> advice. And she's like, again, there's plenty of fish in the sea. It's, yeah. And, and then runs away. <laughs> right. And he, she's the one who, like, when things get really bad, like, the roommates or his friends, Paul and Mackenzie, call her to come <laughs> and try to handle it. Like, the 12-year-old comes on the bike and is like, okay, like, start from the beginning. What do we need to do? Also, is this the story that Tom is telling to the roommates? Right. It could be. And, again, this is why I think that we're only seeing, like, the selected days. Yeah. Cause that's the story that he wants to tell. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so again, she's kind of, I think like, um, a little bit of, uh, comic relief as well. Yeah. And also kind of being like another person who is supportive of Tom, even though she kind of was like, I think a little bit team summer, like, yeah. dude, she told you like, let's get over it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, that is, Rachel, and then we just have a few like minor characters after that because I think really like this movie was focused on Tom and Summer. Yeah, like these other people are real peripheral. I saw something and I was like, 500 Days of Summer is not a love story; it's a story about love." Right, and I think that like again, this movie right from the beginning tells you exactly what it is. Right, right. So just like Summer, like it just says like this is what you're in for. Yeah. So don't go expecting to feel warm and fuzzy after this is done. Right? Because I thought it was going to be a romantic comedy. I was wrong. Yeah. It is not. Yes. Yeah. It's it's just a... Could you say it was a drama? Could you say it was... Is it a dramedy? It might have been a dramedy. Yeah. But definitely not a rom-com. No. Yeah. So the other three people I have for characters, we have Millie, who was a co-worker of Tom and Summer. Yes. And... I don't think she even has a line, really. Not really. She's just kind of like a person they work with that they both are connected to. And then they go to her wedding. And Yeah, and that kind of brings them together briefly. Yeah. Before we find out that Summer's getting married. It's like, ooh. Fine. Yeah. Right. Um, but look, on the way home from the wedding, yeah. Summer says, or no, it's at the wedding. Summer says to him, I'm having a party. It's going to be on the rooftop of our place. 
And I was like, she said our. If I were him, I'd have been like, who's our? Yeah. Like, who, who's lo- roof is it? You know? Yeah. So, anyway, She said our, but she didn't say. It wasn't like yeah. an engagement party. No, she didn't. And that's where she went wrong. Right. Well, I don't think at that time she knew it was an engagement party. But still, I caught that. He should have caught that. Look, be on your game, Tom. Anyways. Um, but Millie's <laughs> the person who kind of brings them together for yeah. that. Um, and that was played by Patricia Belcher, who we've seen in like Disney Channel. Yes. Yeah. So she's been in a few things. And I, I think like Charlie. Yeah, I well, think I've seen her in some commercials. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> um, and then there is one person named Allison who uh, goes on a date with Tom after he breaks up with Summer and he kind of like destroys that date. Yeah. By just talking about Summer. And she kind of put him in line. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. She's like, she wasn't cheating on you. And he's like, no. Right. She wasn't doing anything else. She's like, no. Yeah. And she never stated it was a relationship. And he's like, no. She's like, exactly. Yeah. So, so she kind of tries to give him like a straightforward thing. And he still kind of doesn't want to listen to yeah. her. And then drags her to karaoke. And then finally she's like, I'm done. Bye-bye. Yeah. And that was played by Rachel Boston. I've seen her in some other things as well, kind of like smaller parts. Yeah. Um, but I think that she was kind of like um, a good character to kind of like show like Tom, like looking from the outside, not knowing anyone. Yeah. Like you need to get over this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then lastly, at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert, Tom meets Autumn. Woo! So you get the do you get it? Yes. So summer is now over because now he's met Autumn. Autumn. And she was played by Minka Kelly. Yes. Who again is someone that we've seen in several movies. Um, she's kind of like friends with a lot of people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, so she's kind of uh, to, to me at this time, she's kind of a little bit of a cameo. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, it's that girl. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, Kelly, I know you. Oh, oh, my gosh. So, and you kind of get the vibe that maybe she's the one, yeah, who's gonna be the one. But are we gonna get spring? Yeah, if we're just gonna, yeah, we just hopped over a whole season, yes, which is fine. But who would be named Winter? I don't know. There's people out there in the world, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Which, again, is fine. It would be a lovely name for somebody. Right? Um, Sorry about that. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. So, anyways, so those are the characters. I think we had a really good discussion. And, again, listeners, if you want to chime in on uh, whose team you're on or team you're not on, Definitely let us know on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're done with characters, I do just want to briefly, briefly touch on the soundtrack of this movie. Um, Like I was watching it this time and I was just like in love with everything that they were playing. So um, just right in the beginning opening sequence when they're showing them as like kids. Yeah. They play us by uh, Regina Spector. And I just thought like there was not a more perfect song for opening of this movie. Yeah. Than this song. Yeah. Like I put chef's kiss. Like it's like perfect. Like we're setting a tone. We're setting a vibe. Yeah. 
Regina Spector is perfect. And I kind of love um, that when they, he goes to the party, Yeah, it's also a Regina Spector song. Um, and it's like really sets a tone in that too, yeah. where they're showing like his expectation. And then the what's really happening on the other side, how they split the screen, yeah. showing like what's going on in his head, what's really happening in real life. Um, so Regina Spector kind of like gives a vibe like that, the kind of yeah. like, you know, that kind of like disappointment, like mm-hmm. this, like there's a hopefulness, but then there's also like this disappointment, sadness underneath it. Yeah. So like, I loved that. Um, and then they played Sweet Disposition, which I think during the early O's got played in like almost every commercial and soundtrack that was made during that time. Yeah. I love that song. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm down with that. And then of cool. course, The Smiths. And uh, we already talked about how that was also in uh Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. So I just really like kind of like some of their song choices. And then I also liked um how during um his kind of like look back on his relationship, they played bookends by simon and garfunkel yeah um because he often recalls in the movie about like the first time he ever saw the graduate like really made this impression on him about how like um he thought it was like this great love story and he was gonna find this love story where it was gonna be just like the graduate where he falls in love and he like and i know you've never seen that movie before i'm just gonna explain it right now just briefly like at the end of the graduate dustin hoffman like is like i'm gonna go stop the wedding of this woman i'm in love with because she's getting married to someone else right yeah and so she he gets there stops the wedding they run off together Mm -hmm. and then they get on the bus at the end and they both have this look on their face like what did we just do yeah like almost like don't know if this was the best idea right right and so i think it's kind of interesting that tom watched that as a young person and thought like that's it that's the idea of love right yeah and then he takes summer and go see it and she's like bawling her eyes out, mm-hmm. right? Right. And because she's like seeing like these people aren't like the happiest people. Mm-hmm. Like they've done this and now they're not sure if that was the right thing, you yeah. know? So not only does that kind of like sum up 500 Days of Summer, mm-hmm. but it, Simon and Garfunkel wrote Mrs. Robinson for The Graduate. So it yeah. was like kind of, that was kind of cool how they used Simon and Garfunkel to kind of sum up their relationship yeah. as well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I liked that use of the music there um, Good job. because it was such a big uh, influence on Tom. Tom. Yes. So Tom. I just wanted to touch on the soundtrack for a second. Cause one, okay. I thought it was good. And two, I thought it would made a really good tool in setting the tone for the movie. Yes. Yeah. So with that being said, let's go into what if this movie were made today? Yes. And I'm going to start this off by this. Like, I don't want to jump into recasting real quick because I do have to say that, like, his two friends, Paul and Mackenzie, like, we all know Paul's a gem. But um, Mackenzie, like, there were some couple of jokes that we could have done without. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe it was the point where he was being a real kind of, like, 
macho, misogynistic sort of guy. Yeah. And so, like, and he made some, like, jokes a little bit. Like, when Summer says, like, oh, like, I'm, like, I just want to be my own person. I don't believe in love. I don't believe in marriage. And he's like, what are you, lesbian? And it's like, what is, who says that? Right. Like, like why is that? ever an appropriate assumption to make when someone just decides that they just like want to be their own person. Right. You know what I mean? So, and there was a couple of times where he did that where I was kind of like, if that were made today, I don't know if we would see that in this movie, Mm -hmm. you know? So I would definitely change some of that conversation. Yeah. To be a better fitting situation. Yes. Also about the whole like summer had the perfect way in that and da, 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 da. right maybe not include that right thank you right yeah so there's a few things yeah a, like, a few things like that and then also there was one point and this is just kind of jokey jokey where him and his sister were playing a nintendo wii and of course i don't think those even exist anymore so i think they would probably be playing a switch instead yeah or like an oculus Something or like something that. Yeah, like yeah. that. So, I mean, just to like make a hard right turn, <laughs> the technology might be a little bit different as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And look, I would set it in San Francisco this time. San Francisco. Yes. Like, let's just do it right. Thank if you were going to put it there first, let's put it there now if we're going to remake it if it were made today. Thank you. Yes. So, let's recast this baby. Okay. Summer. Are we starting with Tom? Let's start with Summer. Summer. I chose Alexandra Ship. Ooh, who is she from? She is from Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, okay. She plays Susan. Oh, yay. I like her. Yeah. And she plays Storm in, like, the DC things. Okay. Cool. Like, Fantastic Four and stuff, so. I see it and I like it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. For my Summer, I picked... Haley Steinfeld. Ooh. Because I also feel like she's got a little bit of that, like, um, like she could pull off kind of that, like, quirky, like, I'm my own person yeah. summer vibe that we were looking for before. Yeah. And you I, know, yeah. Also, I chose Alexandra, uh, Alexandra, Alexandra Ship because during the therapy song in Tick Tick Boom, mm-hmm. she was like, I've been unhappy for months. I've tried talking to you about moving in together mm-hmm. and moving my job and just moving with you to that job. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's like, what do you want me to say? And she's like, I want you to say that to not go. Right. But he hasn't. Right. And I feel like that's like a good mood for, that's a good. Summer vibe. Summer vibe. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's good. And Haley Seinfeld. She might be an Academy Award winner, or she's definitely nominated for sure. Yeah. So, like, you know, let's bring that in. But I thought she would kind of bring a different, like, um, vibe to it. So, yeah. I, but I like both of our choices. Thank you. What about Tom? I changed it up a bit. Okay. I did not choose a boy. Okay. I chose a girl. Nice. Just keeping it up with the times. Sure. Florence Pugh. Ooh, I Pio, like whatever. that. Yeah, Florence Pugh, that's her name. Okay, I didn't know. Academy that. Award nominated. Thank you. Florence Pugh. I thought it would be good. Um, Originally, I was going to set her as Autumn, but I decided to change it up a bit. 
Yeah. But I she's very versatile. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a great choice. Thank you. I like it. I really thought it was good. I I stuck with um, you know, a Tom. Um I picked for this one, I picked Jordan Fisher because one, look, we've said it in the past, we all know how much I love Jordan Fisher. And I was so disappointed that I couldn't cast him as, um, you know, for say anything. Yeah. Cause he was kind of like a too, too old for the part. Yeah. Um, so, but this we one, he's like perfect age, perfect age for yeah. a Tom. And uh-huh. like, he kind of has that kind of vibe that, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt brings, mm-hmm. you know, even probably a little bit, a little bit more. Yes. So, um, I picked Jordan Fisher. Spoiler alert: We did not have Timothy Chalamet in yeah. these recastings. We're not going to talk about him this time, even because though we, we just have did. Jordan Fisher. Yeah. Okay. Jordan Fisher. Um, who who did you choose for his friends? Let's start with Mackenzie. Uh, Nick, Donny, Donny. Dodani? Dodani? Dodani. Yes, Nick Dodani. What's he from? He is from Atypical. <gasps> Ooh, I like him. And he plays the best friend. Yes, I like that. That's a good choice. He's also on Dear Evan Hansen. Okay, yes, he is. And I really liked him in that. Yes. So, thank you. Uh, that's actually an excellent choice. I like that better than my choice. <laughs> but good job. When I saw Mackenzie, I'm like, Nick Dodini. Yeah. But I got he pictured in my mind. And I'm like, perfect. Because yeah. he does kind of have that little kick to him. Yeah, he has that vibe in atypical yeah. for sure. Yeah. Such a good show. And okay. Darren Hansen. Yeah. We need to finish Um I picked Nick Robinson, Ooh, who is uh from Love Simon. He's Simon. Ooh. I just I kind of uh-huh. like saw him in that part. That's a good choice. Yes, I like I love him. How in- both chose Nick's? We did. We both chose a Nick for Mackenzie. Um, what about Paul? I chose. Okay, I was gonna ch- choose Owen Joyner, but mm-hmm. then I last minute I scribbled him out, and I you don't know him, but I know him as, and he is Dexter Darden. Dexter Darden. Dexter Darden. That's his name. He was in Saved by the Bell. Okay. The new one. Okay. The and new class, or the way what's it called now? The, it's just Save by the Bell. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> Save by the Bell, the reboot. The okay. Reboot. Yes. Um, he plays like the jockey. He plays the musical theater nerd. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to compare it to one oh, of the original Oh, I know theaters. who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, he's good. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Originally, I was going to choose Owen Joyner, but then I realized I only picked him for the hair. Sure. I just kind of do that with people. Can't pick someone just for their hair. I know, and that's why I changed it. We just talked about like not talking about people's looks, and then you just put some over their hair. So then I just kind of scribbled it out and just texted her okay, hey, We're all living, we're all learning. Um, I picked Tyrell Jackson Williams, yeah. and I think I've mentioned him before in other things. Yeah. Um, but he's from he was the kid in Lab Rats, mm-hmm. and he was also in the show Brockmire. And that's why I chose him because of like kind of like the vibe he brought to Brock Meyer. Yeah. I thought would be good for Love this it. movie. Is he also in Good Luck Charlie? No. 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 He was like Lab Rats, like the little boy. Like he was the one who didn't have the superpowers. But he was there. <gasps> I know. Like he was like their helper. I, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. But now he's like all, he's all grown up. 
and oh, he's in he was in like i said he was in brockmare and yeah. he does an excellent job so mm-hmm. i thought he would be good in this movie yes good job you're gonna love my vans my your vans yes the boss vans Oh. You're going to love my choice. I so, thought you meant the shoe vans. No. You're going to love my vans. Well, you will when I bet them. But um, what was you, who did you pick for vans? First, I cho- I chose Paul Rudd because why not? Oh, yeah. National but treasure. then, now yeah. I'm talking about it now, I just didn't get it in my head. We could do a cameo with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I guess you could. But you could. But should we? Do we not want really. to? Not really. So then I chose back to Paul Rudd. Thank you. Okay. Paul Rudd's a good choice. I could see him as a greeting card that come together, like, mm-hmm. read me your cards. Like, you know. And, like, I could see, like, you know, your uh, person is, it like, Florence Pugh, like, yeah. being upset. And he's like, I'll put you on sympathy cards. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know sympathy like cards. Yeah. So I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, I chose... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Clark Gregg. <laughs> I did not recast it. I was like, you know what? Let's bring him back and let's just act like he's still the boss at this card company. If it's still in the same universe, he's like, yeah. I went through this two times. Yeah. This is the second time. Girl, this is another summer. You know what I mean? Oh, so I just thought that that would be kind of funny and he still would play the part perfectly. So, he yeah. He like goes to Florence <laughs> and goes, do I need to put you on sympathy cards? Right. Exactly. I've done this before. I've done this before. Right. It worked out. We need you on sympathy cards. Right. Thank you. Right. So that's who I picked. Yeah. Did you recast Millie? I did. Okay. It just Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. I it's mean, a smaller role, but I think he, she would do good at I mean, it. that would definitely be like if we needed a big cameo because Whoopi Goldberg is kind of like a big star. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's been around for ages. Yeah. Whereas like... The million the original movie was like I think that was like one of her first roles. Yeah, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Nicole Byer. <gasps> I like because and plus I thought like let's give Millie some lines. Millie and who could play Millie better than Nicole Byer? Like she brings some flair to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she yeah. she would definitely like I could see her like like you know inviting them to both of them to the wedding like on purpose yeah. kind of situation so i that's why i chose her he she was in both of their ears being like i did this on purpose yes and then yes. walks away yeah i like your choice better than mine she's all nailed it <laughs> nailed it <laughs> oh if wipe she's listening out. she's probably like oh gosh please don't but wipe um, out she's yeah. the new host for- yeah wipe out i just did yes. that but she is the host of uh, nailed it on yes. Netflix. So, um, who did you pick for Allison, the girl he goes on the date with? You don't know her, but I chose Hannah Bales. And okay, she is a vocal coach on YouTube, but she also acts and is an inspiring author. And I think she would do good as Allison because I feel like she would be good comforting her, and then um, be like, "Sorry, I'm out," you know. <laughs> okay, cool. She would be good just based off her personality and her videos. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank y'all. I picked Rowan Blanchard. Ooh. Yeah. I thought that she would be kind of like, you know, like she, I think she would be a person who could like spring some knowledge. Yeah. And then bounce, mm-hmm. you know? And I liked her in Girl Meets Worlds. Yes. And on the Goldbergs. She so, on the Goldbergs. Yeah. So, anything, any, 
anything I've seen her and I've enjoyed her in. So yeah. I was like, this would be a good kind of maybe launching pad for her. I forgot she was on the Goldbergs because they recasted her. Oh, well. Anyways. Yeah, Rowan. Well, let's bring it back, Rowan, being this remake. Um, <laughs> and then, ooh, who did you pick for the sister? We didn't do that one. Rachel. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. See, I almost thought about her too. Uh-huh. But then I didn't. But I could see McKenna Grace in your cast being the sister. Yeah. Yeah, because her and Florence Pugh, like, they would look, they're very, like, similar. Like, I could tell. I would think they'd be related. Yeah. Yeah. So, I could just tell being like, you know what? There's plenty of fish in the sea, and then run off and put go play talker. Right. She's a little bit older. She's 15, but I feel like that would still be good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, thank you. I picked Faith Herman. Who's that? Who plays Annie on This Is Us. Like, um, uh, Randall's littlest <gasps> daughter. Because as I've watched that show and as she's started to get older, like she just brings so much fun and flair that I could see her, like you're saying, like, be like, stop doing that and then going playing soccer, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like there was like the most recent episode of This Is Us where like she was trying to help her sister like distract her parents from something. And she was like, does anyone want to hear a knock knock joke? And like, (laughs) and then the mom was like, okay, what's going on? I haven't heard a knock knock joke in years. Like, you know, but it was like, she was so funny. So yeah. I thought that she would be a good play off of Jordan Fisher. Like yeah. the two of them together would be super cute. Yeah. So um, that's who I picked for that. And then who did you pick for Autumn? I chose Zendaya. Okay. See, Zendaya was my first choice too. And, you know, really, I think that would be my choice because I feel like Autumn kind of has to be a little bit of a cameo, kind of like a bigger person, like coming in hot right at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, we could both say Zendaya. I also put Dev Cameron there as well. (gasps) Oh, my God. That's funny. Because I – That's funny. Yes. Because they're on Love and Maddie together. Yes. Like, I thought, like, it was kind of, like, almost like if you're going to put Jordan Fisher in it, like, that would be kind of a cute one. Yeah. Because they've already kind of done a lot together. Love that. Um, so and plus again, just coming in hot at the end with the autumn vibes. They could make a joke being like, Do I know you from somewhere? Yeah. And especially like now she has she has like uh kind of darkish brunette hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's let's bring that Jeff to this, this movie. Go. Yeah. So Nice recast. Nice recast. I like. I think we both did really great job. Thank you. Yeah. So I really put my hard work and effort in it. Yeah, I had to think about it for. A while. I look. I thought about it for like two days because I couldn't quite get going on it. But then <laughs> once I did, I feel good about it. Okay. Especially about my little sister choice. I after that, I was like, "This is great." <laughs> so Whoa. um, we got this. So with that being said, would you show this to your kids? Yes, I okay. would. At what age do you think is appropriate? Because you're 13. There were some, like, um, maybe inappropriate jokes. There was. But what would you say? 14, 15. Okay. Because, like, I mean, it is PG-13. It is PG-13. Yeah. So, like, look, they rated it what they rated it. So. Correct. Okay. Um, And when you show it to your kids, you can have this debate, too. Whose team you on? (laughs) Whose team you on? The bosses? Yeah. Pick a side, Pick you know, side. or no side, I guess, because we're, we're also saying it could be neither. Yes. Um. Okay, so you could show it to your kids. Let's see what the G-rated review will be.
Four. Four. Four, four Gs. Four Gs. And the reason why I say this, there is some parts where I'm like, eh, no. Oh, we didn't even do favorite part, worst part. So what would be the worst part? What made it go Hold four on. stars for you? When Summer was cold to Tom, to be honest with you, because she didn't even, she wasn't even explaining to Tom why she was so much. She was just like, let's go. And like didn't hold his oh, hand. When she was cold to Tom. Yeah. Okay. No, like. No, I know. Like shivering. Cold. I know. Okay. I know. Okay, like, so she was just kind of, like, being kind of distant and not explaining herself. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's the worst part. That That's what you brought it down to a four? Well, there is almost, there's problematic things in it, too. Okay, there, like, there's a few choice things there's that a, we could. There's a few choices that we could have changed. That we could take out. Yes, and that's why. Four stars. I mean, it isn't bad. What would be your favorite part? When Tom's dancing with the ensemble, and he's like. Oh, my gosh. I think that's everybody's favorite part. Like, after, yes, so he's on his work, he's on his way to work one day, he's totally love of summer, breaks out into a whole, like, sequence. song and dance to Hall and Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. Again, should have mentioned that in soundtrack, perfect song. Love <laughs> that song. Love it. Forever and ever. So, yeah, that is probably one of my favorite parts as yeah. well. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt shines. We love you, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I think my worst part, though, is when he goes on the date with a girl and he's, like, singing the karaoke and he's just a total hot mess. And she gets up and leaves and he's like, fine, good, go. It's, like, gross. Please stop. Yeah. Just so. um, Okay. Well, I'm glad that we covered that, too, because we totally didn't talk about that. Imagine we go an episode without doing the Pepper's part. That's, like, part of the, the whole thing. Right. Oh okay. So, good to know for G-rated review, though. Um, let's do Movie Box. Let's jump into the Movie Box. Movie box. We're going to move these around. Really mix them up. And pick a new movie for next week. We should really make a theme song for like the movie box theme song. Movie box. We're gonna dip in the movie box. All right, here you go ahead and pick one. She's picking one out of the movie box. Okay, let's see. It is. Let's just pick one. I know. Just pick one. Tell me to stop. Okay, and stop. What's this one? Okay. Let's see. Ooh. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, <gasps> must love dogs. Ooh. Great What's choice. Um, this is another romantic comedy. We can say for sure it is a romantic comedy. It does star someone we love and adore. Mr. John Cusack. So this will be a great discussion to bring Lloyd Dobler back. Maybe talk about him as he's in his younger days as compared to him in his older days. Okay. Um, So this will be a great discussion. Yes. I love this choice. Okay. All right. So with that being said. So, join us next week as we discuss Must Love Dogs. And remember, when when it it comes to movies, listen to your mother. Bye. Bye.